When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Book your flu vaccination online today at chemistwarehouse.co.nz. This is In The Red with Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Very good evening and welcome in to In The Red. Mark Watson going solo, going to celebrate and talk all things the Crusaders. I've got to say, I never thought in my lifetime I'd be sitting here for the next 20-odd minutes and talking about the might of the Crusaders, 11-time champions in Super Rugby. So, so, what I want to do tonight is I want to give Crusaders fans a chance to jump on and tell me why you're the greatest sports franchise in the history of New Zealand sport on 0800 150 I want you to tell me. I've got plenty of information here in front of me to probably reinforce that, in fact, yes, the Crusaders are without doubt the greatest sports franchise in this country. 11-time winners, simply remarkable. Didn't play over the weekend, didn't play Super Rugby over the weekend, had the bye, and then this weekend they're away in Melbourne. They take on the Rebels. Then they have a couple of big games to come. They will play the Chiefs, and then I think two weeks after that they play the Blues. So a lot of big-time Super Rugby to come. 0800 150 811 is the number. So, and I wanted to, if you can text us in, who, what is the greatest Crusaders 15 in the history of Super Rugby going back to 1996? Now, you might look at this and go, well, Dan Carter's got to be there and Richie McCaw. Were they great Super Rugby players? Did they play enough? Sometimes there are those franchise players and then sometimes there are those players who, because of their high-profile status within the All Blacks, maybe didn't actually end up, you know, giving their absolute blood sweat for the franchise. So back in 1996, the Crusaders finished 12th. Following year... 97, they finished sixth. And then that famous final at Eden Park in 1998 where James Kerr scores, former Blues player, former boy out of Bay of Plenty, and they defeated the Blues in the final. 99, they defeated the Highlanders in the final. 2000, they defeated the Brumbies in the final. So that was the hat-trick of victories for the might of the Crusaders. They were 10th in 2001, bounced back, defeated the Brumbies in the final in 2002. And in 2003, they lost to the Blues. The Blues celebrating just recently the 20th anniversary of that victory. 2004, they were second. We always remember that. They lost to the Brumbies in Canberra, I think. Good, good, very good Brumbies team with the likes of Stephen Larkham um, in that side. And then 2005, they were beat, defeated by the Waratahs in the final. Then they were defeated by the Hurricanes in the final in 2006. Lost to the Bulls in the semi-final in 2007. Defeated the Waratahs in a final in 2008. Then we went through this bit of a bad era for Crusaders rugby, and it was at the time when I guess Todd Blackadder was coach, and some people can say, well, it was a coaching issue. Um, 
maybe that was right because when Scott Robertson came in, things got turned around again. 2009, they were fourth. They lost to the Bulls in the semi-final. They were fourth in 2010, losing to the Bulls again. Hell of a Bulls team. 2011, <coughs> lost to the Reds in the final. 2012, lost to the Chiefs in a semi-final. They lost to the Chiefs in a semi-final in 2014. 2015, lost to the Lions in a quarter-final. So really, other than their foundation year in 96, one of their worst results in terms of Super Rugby. But then 2017, turned all things around, defeated the Lions in the final, then defeated the Lions again in the final, defeated the Hagueris, the Jaguars, or the Hagueris, in the final in 2019. 220, the season was called off due to COVID-19. There were no playoffs Round Robins only in 220. They defeated the Chiefs in 2021. They defeated the Blues last year, and the season is ongoing. So, you Crusaders fans out there, what of the 11 victories was the most memorable? What have been the most memorable games for you? And who, who would be in your greatest Crusaders lineup? I'm gonna I want to put this one out there. Would you go Dan Carter or Andrew Mertens? Dan Carter or Andrew Mertens in terms of your first 5-8? is the number. Then we also have this issue of, yes, Richie McCaw, arguably our greatest ever All Black. Does he get into your Crusaders' greatest ever loose forward trio? Always curious by that. There's been a hell of a lot of good rugby players going back since 96 that have played in the Crusaders jersey. Matt Todd. Matt Todd, a a through and through Crusaders boy. A lot of people would put Matt Todd at seven over McCaw because he was 100% about the Crusaders. He didn't necessarily have that um, the All Blacks there to distract him or being told to rest or um, finding himself out injured. Some interesting records too over the years. So the most points uh, for the Crusaders, Dan Carter, 1,708. Most points in a season, Dan Carter back in 2006 with 221. Most points in a match, 31. Tom Taylor, remember he played a couple of games for the All Blacks, son of Warwick Taylor versus the Stormers in 2012. This will wind maybe a few people up outside of Crusader territory because I'm not sure a lot of people believed he was good enough to be an All Black, but those in Crusader land love him. And that was Caleb Ralph, most tries in a career, 52. Most tries in a season, the great Rico Gear, what a player he was. Most tries in a match, Caleb Ralph and Sean Maitland. Sean, of course, going on to play for Scotland, and they've both scored four in a match. Most conversions in a career, Dan Carter. Most conversions in a season, Richie Mwanga with 41. Most conversions in a match, 13. Andrew Mertens versus the New South Wales Waratahs back in 2002. They almost put 100 points on the Waratahs, if I remember. I know we've got Graham on the line in a minute, and Graham, I'm sure, will remind me of what that score was. I was getting up, I think, 80-odd points, wasn't it, that day? Most penalty goals in a career, 307, Dan Carter. Most penalty goals in a season, Colin Slade. What a player Colin Slade was. Colin Slade... You know, he got rubbished a little bit early on in his career, but I reckon by the time 2015 came around, I arguably reckon he'd come into his own and was good enough um, to potentially start 
in an all-black test if Dan Carter wasn't available for that World Cup. We'll run through some more statistics. The most capped player in the history of Crusaders rugby um, goes to Wyatt Crockett. We had Wyatt on as a, a, a co-host guest a couple of weeks ago with 202. Uh, Graham, good evening. G'day, how are you, Mark? Good, thank you. This is a great subject, as you know. <laughs> yeah, no, you've made some good points. Um, Look, I'm going to tell yeah. you right. I'm going to tell you right up. I've got Mertens over Carter, and I've got yeah. and, and and I've got Todd over. Um, well, you, you know, you're preaching to the converted with me on both of those. Yeah. Because uh, we, like, you know, I'm pretty hot on this subject because a lot of people judge Dan, Dan Carter and, and Richie McCaw on their All Black record. And the world two two eleven and team that Carter was injured in the time of the final. But I look at I've had a lot to do with the Crusaders, and I look at influence of players on and off the field. And guys like you know two that we often joke about, or you joke and I offend. Reuben Thorne and Todd Blackadder were far more influential in the community than what McCaw was in his period of time as captain. You know Todd Blackadder, he helped set the standard, and Andrew Mertens was very popular, you know, sadly his dad passed away this week, actually, um, just on just last week, the weekend before last year, which is really, Terry, which is really sad, he played for Canterbury a few times, and um, but Andrew was very influential, and he, and he, even though he didn't play as many games and get as many points as Dan Carter, he um, influenced wins and finals away from home too, like against the Blues in 98, 99, Highlanders, which was an all-black Latin Highlanders team, and the blue, and then 2000 the Brumbies, who were you know chock full of Wallabies, you know, and they were those three games were three of the great finals. Oh, that one of them in Dunedin, um, you know. But he, his influence in that puts him above Dan Carter. A lot of people, I, even local writers, would disagree with me. I've read articles where they say, "Oh, you got to have Dan Carter," but I'd have Andrew Mertens. Oh, um, yeah, no, I liked Andrew Mertens. I think just Andrew Mertens. I think he, I, I just like the way Mertens took the line on. I think Andrew Mertens was underrated um, in terms yep. of his, just in terms of his flair. Um, you know, I think Cardiff was probably maybe a little bit more balanced and perhaps a little bit more, um, what's the word, you know, a bit more of an analysis, a bit more technical. But I think Mertens, just that free flowing game, oh, he was superb. I, I'd be interested, Graham, to know who you're sort of. Um, who your sort of midfield combination is, because I know that when they named the Crusaders Super 12 team of the decade, they had Daryl Gibson at second at centre and they had Aaron Major at second 5'8". There's been a few players that have, um, you know, come since then and played in different forms of Super Rugby right up until today. Yeah, um, just just back onto the... I, wait, I will get onto the mid... The midfield's actually probably the most content... Well, there are, the, the, there's a lot of candidates, so they haven't, they haven't got the big-hitting names... As you've got in the, um, we've had quite a few very good midfield backs, but um, you know the first five eights in position and loose forwards are probably more contentious. But and I mean a couple of years ago in the rugby news they had a, they picked uh, about 2020 I think it was, they picked and they picked Matt Todd at seven and Mertens at ten. So mm. I like by Campbell Burns actually I think you interview him. Something. Yeah, yeah, no, good and man, I applauded Campbell. that. I applauded those selections because Matt Todd was that was that player that was brilliant mm. during the Todd Black Addy years when we weren't always winning finals mm. and he was also then a leader of the, mm. the the early years of Razor under Sam Whitelock. But the midfield, yeah, I mean, Daryl Gibson, I think they had him at centre and he didn't really play that much at centre. He played at fullback and 
sick in five eights. They used to move him around a lot. Because I always, um, I always remember Mark Mayerhoffler was a hell of a player at Super Rugby League. Well, he was. He came down here from Harbour, and um, he was him and Mertz. They were in that first fishing in '98, the first season mm. we won it. They were a mm. superb combination. I mean, Aaron Major, um, a lot of time for you know he, him and Ryan Crotty. Yeah, I mean, Mayer Hoffler, from a romantic point of view, I've got, I just have such good memories of that yeah. that period when he played, but Crotty and Major probably racked up more, you know, games and were probably generally more influential because of the time period. Like Aaron Major, could, you know, was a very good tactical player and could drop kick goals too, like, you know, at times, take the pressure off Carter or Mertens, whoever he was paired with. Can, um, can I ask you this then? Because one area where you have been blessed has been at lock, and I'll go through this again, Super 12 team of the decade that I've got here, and they've got Norm Maxwell and Chris Jack. It's not a bad pairing, but then, of course, you've had Sam Whitelock since then. Um, you know, you've had you've had a lot of very, very fine locks. I mean, um, you know, I know that up here in Auckland we give them a bit of grief, but Tock Blackadder played between six and lock at times. So who, who would be your locking pair? Well, I'd have Sam Whitelock as automatic selection. Um Captain of three, like Todd Blackadder, of three winning teams in a row. Um, and he is a great, not just of the Chris All Blacks, but the Crusaders. And uh, I wouldn't have Chris Jack. Very good player. Played a lot of games for the All Blacks, but um, he wasn't real. I just, I, I would have Blackadder over him in a heartbeat. Because mm. I just know if I was picking a team to play for the Crusaders, um, Todd Blackadder was that man that people would go into. Mm. With war, with you know, he was a great leader of that. And Sam Whitelock, in a far more, you know, he's had a greater All Black career and he's played, you know, 150 games or he got more than that. I can't remember now, he's had so many, but yeah, they would be. Um, I mean, Norm Maxwell was a great player, you know, he just used to throw himself at everything. But um, I, I remember the final when you um, went down and beat. I think it was the Highlanders. What year did you beat the Highlanders? Was it 99. And I think it was, was it um, Afato Sawalo? That's right, scores that try. Yeah, a little and, energy. And it was, it was actually a game that the Highlanders probably, you know, up to for much of that game were actually in front. And then it was Afato Sawalo that ends up scoring. Um, and you had people forget Big Storm and Norman Berryman back in the day. A lot of people always yeah. associate with him with uh, Northland rugby. Uh, look, one. Um, Brilliant player. Yeah, and, and, the, and the other one, and we tend to always sort of think in more as a Waikato player, hard, hard man. Would you have Richard Lowe on your side? Well, no, he didn't. He only played the first two years. 96, I think he played, and then 97. I think Wayne, he sort of got moved on. You know, yeah. Wayne Smith gave him that. Yeah, and he didn't play in any winning teams. Uh, so you, he, a lot, you know, he's a great All Black. And he, he's Alex Wiley's nephew, and you associate him. But he did play more rugby for Waikato, and he was in some good Canterbury teams when they took the Shield in '94. But of Waikato, ironically, his old province. But um, yeah, no, he doesn't make the Crusaders because you got. I look at it in terms of the amount of games, and you got to look at that influence that has someone had in that mm. team in sort of period of time, rather than just oh well, he's a great. He played 200 games for the All Blacks, so he automatically gets in the Crusaders team of all time. But he only played. Mm. He would have only played 30. No, no, look, I'm just, I'm just going through some of the names, just also just reminding people of the wonderful talent that has come through the Crusaders. Look, I'm going to have to move on, Graham, but just quickly, Justin Marshall, is he your halfback? Yes. Yeah. That's a tight one. I mean, Andy Ellis, great player. Um, but, but, Justin, Marshall's run, Justin Marshall's running game, though, just was that 
just very destructive. Mm. He was, you know, he was like another loose forward. And yeah, I mean, we've had some very good halfbacks, and you know, including the, the ones that people malign them a bit, but they're actually Mitchell Drummond and yeah. Brent, Brent Hall is left now. And we're very good. Um, uh, Leon Mac- McDonald at fullback. Yeah, he probably he probably does. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Will Jordan, I think, is going to have something. He's a totally different player. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he'll be in the conversation one day. Hopefully he's back playing so not by here. But um, yeah, Leon McDonald probably would get it at fullback, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Hey, Graham, lovely to have you on the programme. You must be loving this, eh? Celebrating Crusaders for half an hour. <laughs> yeah. I had, yeah to sw- I had to psych myself up for this one, Graham. Oh, yeah, no, it's a tough one for you. No, but Caleb Ralph's interesting too. I mean, it, sorry, I know you don't want no, to no, talk all the whole time. But yeah, because he did score tries. I mean, I, I and I was just to defend him, you know, especially against you guys when it was him and Reuben Sorn coming under yeah. us. You know, and I was, and he was one of our best. But whether it's the best wing, um, you know, because even Sevu and guys like that are. You know, I look at them and, yeah, they got pretty... Oh, I, would, I, I would have thought you'd have James Kerr on one wing, mate. We won't even talk about James Kerr, <laughs> will we? He got the greatest try. Yeah, no, the, not, the Blues at Eden Park. Yeah, 98. Yeah, always remember that. I was watching that at a famous running coach's house. Anyway, Graham, lovely to have you on the programme. Thank hey, yeah, you. good man, Mark. Always, there you go. So, this is In The Red. We're celebrating all things Crusaders right through to 7.30 before we then talk it up with Peter Alatini and we talk Pacific Flair. But the Chemist Warehouse, the real home of fragrance, we want to acknowledge the Chemist Warehouse for their support of the station, their support of the show. Also, DHL, the DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Um, catch all the action live on Sky Sports or get your tickets at superrugby.co.nz. It is 17 minutes after 7. Celebrating the Crusaders, Justin is away this week. I am going solo. I need you hardcore Crusaders fans to celebrate your team. Text that's come in from Andy, massive fan of Merton's growing up. Awesome player who was always able to put people into space with his great passing skill and vision. Absolutely. Always down that short side at times too. Met him once after a super game, a super rugby game, a few years back, which he had been commentating on. Went up to him just to say hi, and the guy ended up talking to me and my mates for about an hour. We barely got a word in. Ha ha. Top dude. That comes from Andy. Really nice text, mate. Well done. Uh, yeah, look, he's my he's my pick in terms of Crusaders' um, best 10. In terms of purely Crusaders, in terms of pissing blood for the jersey, that absolute passion for it, fronting up week in, week out, and becoming part of that sort of Crusaders brand. You know, if you're going to pick your greatest all-black first five, you're probably going to go Dan Carter. If you're going to go and pick your greatest seven, um, well, if you're going to pick your greatest all-black seven, this is a Crusaders show, of course. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say because it's a Crusaders show, um, you would go... Uh, Richie McCaw, but if you're going to pick your greatest Crusader 7, a lot of people would go with Matt Todd because he epitomised Crusader rugby. He was there week in, week out. Uh, it's been a fascinating um, era for the Crusaders. You go back and we're just looking at some of the players and some of the various records that different players have scored um, over the years. Most appearances, Wyatt Crockett. Uh, most drop goals in a career, 17. Um, Andrew Mertens. That's a lot, 17, isn't it? Because... We just don't see anyone sort of dropping goals these days. So all-time record. Games played, 319. They've won 217, the Crusaders. They've lost 95. They've drawn seven. Winning percentage of 68%. Home wins, 82% winning record. Away wins, 53.8. Now, I'm not sure when this was updated. Um... Points for 9,526. Points against 6,847. 
They've scored 1,072 tries and they've conceded 740. Coaches. So you go right back to their first season. They were coached by Vance Stewart, who was assisted by Ozzy McLean. Stewart was replaced by Wayne Smith in 1997. McLean was replaced by Peter Sloan. Smith continued as coach until he was appointed All Blacks coach after the 99 season. Robbie Deans took over the reins for the 2000 season. Deans had had several assistants with Steve Hansen, Colin Cooper, Don Hayes in 2005-2006, and also the great Vern Cotter. Dean's assistant for the 2007 was former Crusader Mark Hammett. Dean's was appointed coach of Australia in December 2007, but was allowed to continue coaching the Crusaders in the 2008 season. Former captain Todd Blackadder was appointed his successor in July 2008, with Hammett continuing as assistant coach. Hammett was assisted, was then appointed Hurricanes coach from the beginning of 2011 season, and consequently former prop Dave Hewitt was appointed assistant forwards coach. In 2016, Scott Robertson, former Crusaders player and former head coach of the Canterbury National Provincial Team and the New Zealand Under-20 rugby team was announced as the Crusaders head coach, and I guess it's fair to say the rest is history. He's just had simply a sublime record, and now he will go on as the next all-black coach who will become the next Crusaders coach. Uh, Just going back to the Crusaders Super 12 team of the decade, okay? So this is different. Super 12 team of the decade when it was just the 12 teams, arguably when I think the competition was at its strongest and its best. So they... This was done by a panel of experts. Pick the Crusaders team of the decade, which was published by the Christchurch Press. This was from 1996 to 2005, so this decade. Okay, and that panel was former All Black captain Tane Norton, Vance Stewart, the first Crusaders coach, Dick Taylor, the great runner who was president of the Supporters Club, Bob Shoemaker, former Christchurch Press rugby writer, and Tony Smith, who uh, still writes down there for the Christchurch Press. And so they had Leon McDonald at fullback, they had Stormer Norman Berryman on the right wing, Big Daryl Gibson at centre, Aaron Major at second 5'8", Caleb Ralph on the left wing, Andrew Mertens at first five, Justin Marshall at halfback, Scott Robertson, now remember, this is up to 2005, was at eight, Richie McCaw was at seven, Todd Blackadder at six, interesting one, really? Six? Norm Maxwell at lock, Chris Jack in the number four jersey, the second lock. Their hooker was Mark Hammett. Their loose head prop was Greg Feek. And their tight head prop was Greg Somerville. Not a bad side indeed. And so this weekend, they take on the Rebels, a game that you would expect them to comfortably win. And then the following week, they take on the Chiefs. Following that, They've got the force at home. And then they have the blues. And then they are away to play Moana Pacifica. Then they've got the Waratahs at home. And then they're away to the Hurricanes. Doesn't feel like they've played all the Australian teams. Have they played all the Australian teams? Crusaders? Sort of doesn't feel like it. They feel like they've had a lot of home games this year. 
Anyway, that is very much this show for In The Red, celebrating all things Crusaders rugby. We do wish them all the very best this weekend as they travel to Australia and take on the Rebels. Opportunity maybe to give some of the wider squad an opportunity and chance for some of those players that are just coming back from injuries, such as Goodyear. More game time, more chance to sharpen, to get a bit of match fitness before the Chiefs and the Blues. Special thanks to Graham who phoned the programme and contributed, those that did text in, including Andy. We'll take a break here on SENZ. When we come back, we will celebrate all things Moana Pacifica.